Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, May 6th. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what you need to know today. Getting COVID vaccines and aid where they're needed most. Plus, what's ahead for eviction bans? But first, fact versus fear over inflation is today's one big thing. I got a message from a listener asking if we should be worried about inflation. And certainly there's been a lot of headlines about prices going up and conversation around this. So I asked Axios' chief financial correspondent, Felix Seven, to come and help us answer this question. Hey, Felix. Good morning, Nala. How worried are you about inflation right now? I'm not worried about inflation right now. I can see that Inflation in general is higher than it has been for a little while. And in certain areas of the economy, if you want to rent a car, if you want to buy lumber, those prices are going up. But what I'm seeing there is really the sort of ripple effects of the disruptions that happened a year ago when everything shut down and people had to make very quick decisions about what they thought the economy was going to look like. The economy we're in is not what people thought the economy was going to look like this time last year. So there are certain pockets of the economy where there's not enough supply to meet demand, and that means prices are going up. But my general feeling is that once those things work themselves out, then eventually the laws of capitalism mean that we will have enough supply to meet demand and those temporarily high prices will come back down. So let's take a step back and talk about 14 months ago. The entire economy pretty much shut down very quickly. How much of those shortages and supply chain disruptions, how much longer should we expect to experience that? I'm going to say, and this is just me pulling a number out of my hat, really, but I'm just going to say the rest of this year. These supply chains take a really long time to even out to a new equilibrium. If you look at, say, the sawmills, right, they shut down very quickly 14 months ago. They're still not exactly at full capacity. It's going to take a long time for them to get back up to capacity. The lead time for creating semiconductors can be on the order of a year. If you look at global shipping, a lot of that is organized like a year or two years in advance. We think of the economy as being this incredibly nimble, just-in-time thing. But in fact, it's based on decisions that are made months, if not years, in advance. And so because no one, even now, knows exactly what the new economy is going to look like, it really is going to take a while for everything to just even itself out. So prices are going up, but you don't think people should be worried that this is inflation or be worried about inflation. So some prices are going up a lot. A lot of prices are going up a little. What we shouldn't be worried about is that this is the beginning of a spiral of inflation where prices go up and then that causes people to demand higher wages and, you know, everything goes up in a kind of inflationary spiral of the type that we might have seen in the 1970s. I think what's more likely and what everyone is saying from the Federal Reserve and the Treasury and places like that is that, yeah, we're going to have an increase in prices, and then prices will level off again. And this inflation is going to be a sort of one-and-done, temporary kind of thing. Felix Simon today definitely earned the title of Axios's chief financial correspondent. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll be back in a moment with an update on COVID aid to India. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boudou. 
The COVID crisis continues in India with thousands dying every day. Countries around the world have been pledging aid, but a lot of it doesn't seem to be reaching those who need it most. On a related note, the Biden administration said yesterday it supports lifting IP protections on vaccines, which would make it easier to get vaccines overseas. Axios' world editor Dave Lawler is here with an update on both of these stories. Hi, Dave. Hi, Nyla. Let's just talk about India first. What's going on with aid? We saw all of these countries stepping in two weeks ago to say they would help. Right, exactly. So this aid has begun arriving in India over the last couple of weeks. We're talking about oxygen, we're talking about ventilators, medication in some cases. So what CNN has reported is that after this aid started coming into the New Delhi airport, it actually took a week uh, for the government to develop a framework for how to get it out into the communities that needed it. So rather than getting to hospitals or even getting to the states that need to disperse the aid, it sat at the, at the airport uh, in some cases for around a week. India was one of the countries to propose waiving vaccine patents, the intellectual property. Why was the Biden administration's announcement about this yesterday so important? Yeah, so this was a surprising announcement in some ways because the U.S., uh, Europe, really the countries that are home to these big pharmaceutical companies had been against this idea. This would basically say that, uh, you know, the the intellectual property of Pfizer, of Moderna, of these companies that are producing vaccines, uh, those protections are going to be waived so that companies, a lot of them in developing countries in places like India, South Africa, they would now be able to produce these vaccines. And so the argument is that in kind of the medium term, this is really going to allow supplies to build up. There are sort of a couple concerns around that. One is this is a very complicated process. The drug makers say you can't let just anybody try to make these vaccines. There's another concern in the longer term that, look, these companies poured a lot into developing this intellectual property. And if you waive it, does that then set a precedent that all of this labor is not going to be undertaken in future, you know, challenges of this type? And so those are some of the warnings that are out there. Uh, But what advocates say is that a few months from now, or maybe in the slightly longer term than that, there are going to be more vaccines on the market if these intellectual property rights are waived. Access's World Editor, Dave Lawler. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Nala. COVID-19 put millions of renters at risk of getting kicked out of their homes. Last fall, the CDC placed a federal moratorium on evictions, but that ban could soon be ending. Axios' Orion Rumler is here to tell us what this means. Orion, has this eviction moratorium protected tenants? So it has overall. Overall eviction applications dropped since the moratorium was enacted, but there are still loopholes that housing advocates say some landlords have used. Um, They've been able to sidestep the order by ousting tenants for small violations, like having too much trash or making too much noise. And what about the other side of this, landlords who can't afford to pay their mortgages because they don't have rent coming in? So smaller landlords have been affected the most by this um, because they say that they can't afford to house people who can't pay. Do we know when this moratorium will actually end? So... The Justice Department, they by appealing, they've pressed pause to keep the moratorium in place until the appeal is resolved. Um, it has been extended several times, and Housing and Urban Development Secretary Marcia Fudge said at a press conference Wednesday that she was not currently aware that the Biden administration would extend the moratorium past June 30th, which is when the administration uh, last extended it to that date. 
Actually, this is Orion Rumler. Thanks, Orion. Thank you so much, Nyla. Before we go, we've been talking a lot this morning about COVID and the many ways it's disrupted our lives and the world. So we wanted to end with some good news on the pandemic front, at least when it comes to the U.S. On Thursday, we often look at the Axios COVID map for updates on case numbers across the country. Well, this week, 20 states, as well as the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, had cases declined by double digits. New Jersey saw a week-over-week decline of almost 42 percent. Nebraska was down almost 30 percent, in part because of those lower case numbers and the fact that our podcast team is fully vaccinated. And we've started working together in person to produce Axios today. But it's been an adjustment. DJ cans talk about if it's OK to hug. So here's my question to you. How are you navigating being close to others right now? If you wouldn't mind recording a brief voice memo on your phone and emailing it to us, our address is podcasts at axios.com. We'll be talking about this next week. That's it for today. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.